Acts 1.8. What's the, uh, the vision for this year? Building a, godly community. Building a godly community. Building a godly community. Right? Have to talk about the vision. Have to tell them the vision. Repeat the vision. The scripture says, without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. So how do we build a godly community? You got to follow your GPS. You got to follow your GPS. Your godly positioning system. Amen. You got to follow your GPS. So, because God is positioning us to build community by positioning us, he's positioning us to build community by positioning us to do our personal ministries. That's right, Marshmallow, we're all called to minister. We're all called to minister. The Lord has called all of us to do something in the body something licorice in the body right something rod in the body i don't have a ministry well we got to figure out what that is and how do you figure out what that is you got to follow your gps got to follow your godly positioning system so acts one and eight let me set this up for you um i will read the scripture for you acts one and eight i'm coming out of the new living it says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's fine. To the ends of the earth. So let me set this up for you. What's, what's going on? Jesus has come back, been resurrected. He was crucified in Jerusalem. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus has been crucified, right, and resurrected. And he came back and he hung out with him for 40 days. He showed him his scars. He ate with him. He spent time with him. 40 days. And then he said, stay here in Jerusalem and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. My father is leaving somebody with you to take care of you, your godly positioning system. Um, so he said, stay here in Jerusalem and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. 
And they were like, oh, okay, that's great. We're going to stay here. And then somebody says, well, uh, are you going to restore the kingdom? And mom preached on this. Are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because, you know, we're rolling with Jesus. It's like when I, when I went to, uh, <laughs> when I went to um, this martial arts thing with Rod. Rod is like a superstar in the kung fu martial arts. Don't let him kid you. He's like a superstar in the kung fu martial arts world. So we went to this kung fu thing. And he went into the room, and I got there, and they were like, who are you? And I was like, I'm with Rod. They were like, oh, you with Rod. Come here, here, here's a seat. Oh, you with Rod. I, I mean, it was like Obama. I'm, I'm serious. It was like Obama. I was like, I'm, I'm with Rod. You, oh, you with Rod. Come on. Oh, oh. Did you get a seat? Get, get this man some water. He's with Rod. Right? So they're rolling with Jesus. He's come back from the dead, and they're like, look, we, we're, let's do this. Let's get body body. We're about to restore the kingdom of Israel. Let's do it. And what does Jesus say? He said, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You don't need to know the time or. So if I'm an apostle, if you're an apostle, you're rolling with him. You're like, dude, you just came back from the dead. You can do this. And what you're talking about, don't worry about it. Then he says, but instead, what I want you to do is I want you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. So. If I'm an apostle, I'm thinking, well, we're in the back, Stephanie. When he says, but receive the power, that means he's going to give us power to overthrow the government. We're we about to do this. He's going to give us the power. He came back from the dead. We're going to be able to go, <laughs> the Romans, we're done, right? <laughs> but, right, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And then he says, but I want you to be my witnesses. So we're going to break this down, right? When we talk about building godly community, uh, and actually, Mom said this, you want to look at Acts, the first century church. They exploded on the scene. They did the work. I mean, they were, we, we think it's bad now, but they were killing people back then. They were in hiding. They were killing people. You know, we're, we're afraid to tell people that we are Christians. You know, somebody, yeah, we, what, you, what you doing today? Why are you dressed up? I'm going to hang out with my family. <laughs> I go to church. I'm a follower of the way. I believe in Jesus Christ, right? We're afraid. So let's look at this first part of the scripture. A, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, if you look in the Amplified, it says power, ability, and might. You'll receive the power to do miracles. You will have the ability, the competence. Yeah, in any activity, talents, gifts, special skills, anointing. You'll get some anointment, right? You'll get some anointment to go out and do things. God doesn't anoint you to just be anointed. You know, some people, I heard somebody say, well, is there, is there such thing as too much anointing? No. Nah. You just got to catch up to your anointment. God's anointed you, Miss Clary, to do something. Right? So you will receive power. You will receive ability and might. Might, which is ability and power. So you, I ask myself, well, why do they say might if... Uh, it's the same as ability and power. It also means vigor, force, passion. I heard uh, Ravenhill say that uh, the church, without vision, the church uh, without vision, the people perish, but without passion, the church perishes. So you'll receive passion, power to work miracles, raise people from the dead, heal people, the ability to do things, anointment. You'll have the anointing. You can sing. You can dance. The anointing for hospitality, the anointing for government to help the church. You will have an anointing, prophecy, healing, speaking in tongues. 
You will have this, right? So he told the, this to the disciples. So we're disciples, right? And he was like, you're going to receive this power. We're like, great. We're going to get those Romans. He's like, but <laughs> this power is for you to go out and tell people about me. This is the same power that raised me from the dead. This is the same power, I think you said last week, this is the same power that heals you in your broken places, in your defeated places. This is the same power, the same power, oh, the same power <laughs> that crushed the, the same power that crushed the enemy. It's the same power, it's the same power that lives in, the same power to cause you to triumph in your broken places, the same power that makes all things work together for your good, Amen. right? Amen. You'll receive this power. So we're disciples, and if it's me, I'm, I'm, I always ask questions. I may not raise my hand, but I'm definitely going to ask the person next to me. <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? Uh, he said we're going to receive power, but we're not going to be able to overthrow the government. It's like, no. Well, how do we get this power? How do you get the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter says, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. It's simple. You get dipped. You get submerged. You get spiritually cleansed. How do you know when you have it? How do you know when you have the power of the Holy Spirit? Some people say it's evidenced by speaking in tongues. I've heard people speak in tongues, and I, I, <laughs> there was no oil on it. They were like, coming in a Honda, coming in a Honda, coming in a Honda, right? Coming in a Honda, coming in a Honda, coming in a Hyundai, coming in a Hyundai, right? So, but <laughs> he, mentioned it, he mentioned it earlier. It's the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. <laughs> I wasn't pointing, I wasn't directing that at you, I was directing that at me. And self-control. I wasn't directing that at Rod, Rod's a superstar. Uh, when directed, I, I'm serious, I'm telling you, uh, uh, and self-control. So then he says, he says, you will receive this power, all right, from the Holy Spirit. Just wait here in Jerusalem. Wait here where they crucified me like a month or so ago. Wait here, and you're going to receive this power. And I'm, if I'm a disciple, I'm thinking, wait, what you going to be doing <laughs> if I'm waiting? But he's preparing them, right? So you're going to receive this power. You're going to receive this power to become witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Witnesses. What's a witness? Who knows what a witness is? Raise your hand. Say it. Yell it. What's a witness? Zandra, what? Something who sees something. Witness. Someone who sees something occurring. Someone who sees something occurring. Very good. They're married. Very good. Uh, witness. <laughs> <laughs> so, witness. What's a witness? Someone who, someone who? Validating what you saw occurred, right? Yeah, okay, good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> witness. Okay, so keep in mind, they speak Greek, right? This is a different time. Witness means martyr. What's a martyr? Someone who's willing to endure great suffering, even death. So, this dude that we're following, <laughs> right, because we, we heard he was Jesus before he was crucified. He was telling us all this stuff. We are like, yeah, yeah, all right. He comes from the dead. We're like, all right, we with it. He comes to us as disciples, and he says, I'm not going to restore Israel. Don't worry about that. I'm going to give you power. You're going to receive power. 
My father's going to give you power to have these abilities and do these things. But I want you to use that power to, to be my witness, to be my martyr, to suffer the same things I've suffered. Be willing to endure great suffering, even death. That's what I want. Now, if I'm a disciple, <laughs> and he's talking to me, I would be like, what do you say? <laughs> go, can, can we, sorry, it's, it's, just, it's just me. Can we go back to that middle part? That the, part. That, yeah, that death, can we go back to that death part? Because I'm with it if we overthrowing them. I'm with it if we're killing them. I'm with it if we're going to win. But this part here, it gives me pause, you know, a little nervous. <laughs> just, just, just a time out. Just, just a, right? I know we're going to have this power, but we can't fry nobody. Like, you know, we can't, we can't do any of that. What's this? Right? So he says, I want you to become my witnesses. I want you to tell people about me even unto death. Right? Might. Might. Passion. You know, in North Carolina, they're closing things down because they're, they're taking a stand. And it's getting thick. And you have to ask yourself, you know, gone are the days of us just going to church and going home and going to Big Mama's house, and those days are gone. We have to take a stand. Yeah. Now, what that means is I, I, I think that you have to speak to the Lord about that because the Lord has been speaking to me about this whole Target thing, and I'm not, we're, we're, we are Target fans, but you know, Target said, well, you know, we, you can use any bathroom that you, that you identify with. That's basically, that's basically the, what they're saying. So if, if Teresa and Doc go into the women's bathroom, and if a man who identifies as a woman wants to go in the bathroom with them, then that's okay. I, I have a problem with that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Pop. <laughs> thanks, Pop. So, <laughs> so um, trying to figure out how to go about it. I'm like, Lord, lead me, you know. Does that mean I have to go out and, and burn crosses in every person who is LGBT? No. Does that mean every time I see an LGBT person, I have to? No. They need love. We all need love. We all, we all have something. Amen. We all have something that separates us from God. Amen. So one of the things that the church has to do is embrace. We all have something that separates us from God. So we're disciples, and the Lord told us, I want you to, to wait here. You're going to receive this power. And I want this power is going to help you to go out and witness, be a martyr in Jerusalem, the city where they just crucified me, right? Yeah. So, so the third part is in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. So think of it as the valley, LA, California, United States, right? So the valley, LA, greater LA County, California, and the United States. So he's saying go out into Jerusalem where they crucified me. Jerusalem where you've been in hiding. Peter, Jerusalem where you denied me three times a month and a half ago. He's like, why you got to bring up all stuff? <laughs> I'm with you now. Peter might be with him, but Thomas is like, yeah, I'm, y'all, that's, this is my limit, <laughs> right? So, so if you were a disciple, what would you do? 
you got to take a stance. You got to follow your godly positioning system. So Jerusalem, you got to do it in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria. So what is your Jerusalem? What is your Jerusalem? The here and now. I'll tell you what my Jerusalem is. My Jerusalem is my wife and my daughter. I'll, I'll put it this way. What are you willing to die for? What you willing to die for? I know your answer, Rod. We talked about it. And I know we all got. They're my Jerusalem. I think I'm willing to die for them. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, wait, you know what I mean, you know? Yes, yes, that's my Jerusalem. So he's saying, go to the place where you might get killed. Go to the place that you've been running from. Go to the place where we, you've been in hiding from. And when Jesus came back, he was resurrected. They were like, I, <laughs> like I was when I was with Rod. I was like, Rod Palmer. I'm with Rod Palmer. And they were like, oh, oh, sit down. Oh, oh, this, this, that. Because he led the way. Right? But now, Rod's like, I want you to go out and do this. Jesus is like, I want you to go out and do this. In Jerusalem, what are you willing to die for? Right? We want to do missionary work. And missionary work is fine. I've done missionary work. That's great. But what's happening in your home? Is your wife happy? Are your kids happy? Can you leave your daughter with somebody and have them call you? She can't ever stay here again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I want my daughter to be able to stay everywhere. <laughs> so none of that, right? So what are you doing? Our families are our first ministry. They are that's who we disciple. Our children are first. We disciple our children, right? So what's your Jerusalem? What are you doing? What's your home life like? What's your Jerusalem? And then, <laughs> right, right. So we, we, like I said, we want to do missionary work. We want to go out. And, and that's great if that's what God calls you to do. But make sure you're, you're, your home is taken care of first. You. What about you? That's part of you. I'm part of my Jerusalem. I'm part of my Jerusalem, right? I want to make sure I'm okay. Because when I come to Judea, you guys are, are, are my Judea. I can't, if my Jerusalem is, is, is jacked up, this Judea is going to be jacked up. Now, I love you guys, and some of you guys, Nyla, Nicole, the Crystal, they could be part of my Jerusalem. And, of course, Jordan, and, you know, of course, my assistant pastor, he's in. But, you know, you guys are cool, kissing you, but Jerusalem is different than Judea. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's your Judea? <laughs> I mean, come on. Be like, oh, they got hit by that bus. I'm going to call 911 for you. You, are, you know, Right? But what's your Judea? Is it your job, Zandra? <laughs> Not just John, but Marshmallow is your job? <laughs> yeah. What's your Judea? Is it, is it your neighborhood? Is it the people that live next door to you? What's your Judea? What's your Judea, Steph? Your kids at, church, at, at, at school? The choir? What's your Judea? I would dare say that my, my martial arts instructor is part of my Judea. Big Red, I call him Big Red. His name is Master Ken Weingarner. He's incredibly awesome, very deadly. There's something wrong with him. So he can teach me. <laughs> and uh, he's part of my Judea. He's having an issue with the Lord right now. So I talk to him. We actually talk to him. We pray for him. He's part of my Judea. What's your Judea look like? Your Jerusalem. 
What are you willing to die for? Your Judea, the outskirts of your Jerusalem. He says, I want you to go, and I want you to be willing to suffer greatly, even unto death, to talk to your Jerusalem throughout Judea. Is it the people in your family, my uncles, my uncles who don't believe in the Lord? My da- I was talking to my dad the other day, and he was like, so you, so, you, so you have a church, right? You guys, you got, so he says, what church do you go to? And I was like, we go to Hallel Chapel. He's like, so what do you guys do there? And I said, we're the pastors. He was like, you're the pastors? I said, yeah, I told you this three years ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly, Lance. That look on your face is exactly right. <laughs> what? That's my Judea. Because when we were ordained, I remember we were ordained, and I told you, that, Teresa's like, you should call your dad. I was like, I'm not calling my dad. My dad's not a believer. She's like, call your dad, because he would want to hear about this. I was like, I'm not calling my dad, because he's not a believer. She's like, well, you should call your dad. So, she, so those of you who are married understand I called my dad so that she would be quiet. had just been ordained, had oil smearing down. I mean, we were greasy. I, the face is greasy, just greasy, right? If somebody, you, if somebody lit a match, we would have burned up like that. We were greasy. And basking in the glow of the Holy Spirit, and I called my father, and he pissed me off. I said, hey, Dad, call him. Hey, how you? He said, how you doing, man? Love you. I said, hey, I love you, too. He's like, yeah, we just got ordained as pastors. And he was like, that's great. Did you see that, that Nick game on... Uh, I was like, you want to talk about basketball? He's like, yeah. Oh, listen, I think they're calling me. I got to go. Bye. And I got mad. And then I got mad at her for making me do it. So my anointment left because he's part of my Judea. So, and in Judea, you know, we don't, you don't, you don't go up and say, you're going to hell because you don't believe. I, I don't do that with him, even though I want to sometimes. I'm just like, hey, you going to church? What's going on? Da, 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 da. I just let him know. Because eventually, something will happen like what he did. He said, so you, oh, so you guys are the pastors. And I was like, yeah. He was like, my son is a pastor. And I was like, dude, <laughs> wh- what is going on? I've been in the ministry for years, and this is the first time. And he talked about something I left on my answer machine years ago. And he was like, you went from that to this. I said, that's right. I went from that to this. And you can go from that to this if you follow your GPS, godly positioning system. All right, so throughout Judea and in Samaria. What do we know about the Samaritans? (laughs) What do we know about Samaritans? This is why the story of Good Samaritan is so important because the Jews hated Samaritans. But this Samaritan saw this Jewish, this Israelite, took care of him, not only took care of him, took him to the end and said, whatever he needs, give it to him, and I'll pay him my next back when I come back. That's why it's so, it's a big deal. It's a good Samaritan. They hated the Samaritans because Samaritans were like a hodgepodge of people. They were, there were Israelites and intermingling, intermarriage. They did all kinds of things. So the Jews were pious. They thought they were better than the Samaritans. So they hated them. Hated them, Zandra. They hated them. So he says, you will receive the power from the Holy Spirit to go out and be willing to suffer greatly, even unto death, in your Jerusalem, at your home, at your work, and in Samaria, <laughs> where you hate 
the people. You don't understand them. Why are they thinking like that? Now, you guys have heard the story of my Miss Renee, my neighbor. She's not my neighbor anymore. But you've heard that story. We all got a Miss Renee. And uh, when we left, we prayed. She wanted to pray. And I was like, wow. This is my neighbor that the Lord told me she would wear these little, her, her robe would be like this. And she would come knocking on the door. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? She was like, well, Daryl, I, 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 this thing and that thing and I need. And I'm like, Teresa's not here. I can't help you. Bye. People pick me up, I, yeah, I, and it just I don't, I don't know why. And like I had some people pick me up for work. I was doing doing this this gig out, and so we were got carpooling. So I told them, you need to come at this time. But where we live was 37th Drive, so there's a 37th Street, 37th Place, which I don't know who thought that up, but uh, and to have them right next to each other. So so they got lost, and when they got lost, my neighbor Miss Renee had a robe on, but she was outside <laughs> tending to the flowers like this <laughs> so I came outside because they said they said we're here and I said great so I rushed outside and I was like oh man why why it's my Samaria and so then they pulled up and they were like what I just so don't say anything what I said don't say anything just get in the car and go 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 well I said we could talk about it on the way go 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 and they were like, what was that? I was like, that's my neighbor. Well, I said, I said uh, but she, I, I don't know. <laughs> your Samaria, what's your Samaria? People at your job, people you don't like, people in your neighborhood, that person that hit your car, that person that scratched your car, huh? <laughs> Muslims, LGBT people, if that's your thing, you know? Church of God and Christ people, if that's your thing. <laughs> You know, what's your Samaria? Because God has you there for a reason. He has you there for a reason. We're like, uh, if we're deciding, well, Donald, Donald Trump, if you're, not, if you're not a Trump fan, some of us support Donald Trump, you know. I, I, I don't. I'm just saying I have a friend who does. He's a black man, too, and I'm like, well, I don't even, I, you know, I'm not having this conversation. So what's your Samaria? Right? So we're disciples. We're in the back. Now, he's already said we're going to receive power. Then he takes that away. I'm frustrated at this point, frustrated and scared. He takes that away. I need you to go and martyr yourself. So now I'm afraid in Jerusalem. So now I'm even more afraid. They killed you there. If they killed you there, what they going to do to me? Right? You know, when you get scared, your voice goes up an octave. At least mine does. <laughs> what are they going to do to me? Judea and then Samaria. <laughs> you want me to go talk to those ninjas? Why, why I got to go talk to them? Why I got to do that? Because that's what I'm calling you to do. Jesus, I'm in the back. I'm like, he wants us to go there and talk to them. What's up with that? We're in the back. And Jesus is like, you need to go. They need to hear about me. They are looking for me. Miss Renee is looking for the Lord. <laughs> Even in her robe, she's looking for the Lord. She may not know she's looking for the Lord, but she's looking for the Lord. The people at your job you don't like, they're looking for the Lord. They're looking for the Lord. We got to get past whatever barriers we have and do what God calls us to do by following our godly positioning system. You know, God has asked me to do something like that time. He asked me, he said, next time you see her, I want you to hug her and pray for her. And I was like, no. 
No. No. Right? And I saw her. And I had my two I had my recycling bin and my garbage can. And I noticed my body language. They were like. And she was on the other side. Daryl. And I was like, yeah, that's that's great. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I hear the Holy Spirit, my godly positioning system say, What did I tell you to do? Hug her and pray for her. No. 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 And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get in the gate, I'm backing up, and I was like, because in my mind, I think if I get in the gate and close the gate, then I won't have to do what God said because it ain't my fault, because she, you know, <laughs> what if she goes in the house first? Then that ain't really my fault, because I can't control her, I can only control me. I know you said, but I had to put the trash away first, so I'm pulling in the gate, and I pull in the gate, and I close the gate, and I was like, okay, Lord, so then she comes out her back door. <laughs> you hear me? She comes out her back door, which is our front yard. It's her backyard. I'm like, come on, man. I, I can't. I, I, come on, man. Please. And she's just talking, talking, talking. I was like, then she stops, and she's standing there. Exactly. And I said, the Lord is putting on my heart to pray for you. Is that okay? And she said, yeah, yeah, Daryl, pray for me, pray for me. Yeah, she smokes everything. I saw a tree branch in there one day. She was like, <laughs> smoke everything. everything. I told you about, no. The, anyway, she, smoke, she smokes everything. So, and I said, the Lord told me to embrace you as I pray for you, Zandra. And I put my arms around her. And she grabbed me so tight. And then she just started weeping. Just weeping just weeping and i prayed and i prayed and i prayed two three minutes she just not tears all on my shirt just and i was like okay god there are things that i don't see there are things that you're asking me to do that I don't know how they're going to impact people. I had to repent um, in prayer because the Lord told me to pray for my martial arts teacher. Last time we were there and I didn't do it because I, got, I think I got afraid. I, I was afraid of how he was going to respond. And uh, I had to repent because the Lord said, what did I tell you to do? I didn't do it. I n normally, I eventually get around to doing it, <laughs> but I didn't do it. So I said, you know, next time you do it, next time you say it, I'll do it. Because I had told him that I said, I'm not going to pray with you until you ask me to pray. That's what the Lord had told me to, but that was last year. <laughs> New directive. Mm -hmm. GPS. Yeah, uh, rerouting. We're rerouting. You were going to make a left, but I'm rerouting you. I want you to make a U-turn. So the Lord told me to pray for him. And I was like, my rationale was, you said to tell him that until he asks, he didn't ask. So, and God got on me about it. He's like, what I tell you to do? You know the sound of my voice. You, Daryl or Dell, know the sound of my voice. You know when I'm speaking to you. And you didn't do it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. We got to get past our fear got to get past our doubt. You don't know what the Lord is trying to do in somebody else's life. You don't know what blessing 
that God has for them through you and how you're going to be blessed in the process. How you're going to be blessed in the process. So I prayed for Miss Renee. And then next thing I know, she started buying stuff for Dot. We had to, we had to Febreze it and wash it because they get toked up in her house. I mean, the house is, is I mean, I, for real, for real. For real. And in the summertime, because we don't have air, we be in the back on Sundays going, hey, I think I, I'm hungry. You hungry? I think I, I think I, I, what's going on? I think let's go to get something to eat, right? And that's good. No judgment. No judgment on her. We all got something. Everybody in this room has something. Paul said, I asked him three times to remove the thorn from my side. And I'm sure he asked him more than that. It wasn't just, he just wrote about three times. <laughs> Because um, sometimes I'm like, Lord, just take it away. Take it away. Take it away. I'm sure it was more than three times. You don't know what God is trying to do. You got to get past your fear. You got to get past your doubt. You got to get past, and you got to do what God said. Follow your godly positioning system. Last story, and then I'll, then I'll close. We moved. We're in a new place, and there's a swimming pool right outside our house. Right outside. And Dot loves to go swimming. She swim and loves to go swimming. So um, I don't like to go with her because I don't like to talk to people I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. I don't like to talk to people I don't know. And my wife loves to talk to people she doesn't know. And that's why God blessed me with her so she can do the talking. Right? So they go to the pool. And... Um, they get to the pool, and if any of you know my wife, she does not like cursing, right? That's why when we met, I was, every other word was like this and that. I mean, I was, talk about potty mouth. It was a picture of me like this, right? <laughs> Had a, and so as we became friends, she started limiting me. You can't cuss around me. You can't, you, you get it. So it was down to one, one cuss word a week, Zonder. One cuss word a week. And I had to make sure I, I, strategic, I had to be strategic with that word, right? I had to save my word. And you know what? Actually, that disciplined me because I had to save my word because people would say stuff. And I was like, I can't use my word on you. <laughs> and Lance, when I was like, I can't use my word on you, I was like, okay. So that, that gave me pause to step back because I'm like, She'll know. I don't know how she'll know because she would be like, you cut somebody out this week. And I was like, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. How do you know that? They, I, they, they, right? So I had, to, I had to save my word. I had to save my word. So the Lord got me down to, you know. So anyway, she's at the pool. I digress. She's at the pool and she meets this lady. And the lady's on the phone. Her kids are there. Her boyfriend's there. And she's just, ba la 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 ba ba da 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 just going off. And Teresa was like, I, I was thinking about moving, but the Holy Spirit said, stay right there. They're both in the jacuzzi, got their feet in the jacuzzi. Dots jumping from the little pool to the jacuzzi back and forth. So the lady's going off. You know, if it were me, I'd be like, look, don't cuss around my kid. And that probably would have started a whole other thing, and I would have had to use my word. <laughs> but I don't have those words anymore because I'm changed. I'm a new man, you know, changed, <laughs> changed Lance. <laughs> I'm new, I'm new. <laughs> All things have passed away. So, um, so Teresa doesn't say anything. So the lady looks at her and says, how long have you been there? She's like, I've been here the whole time. So the lady starts talking to her. Of course, Teresa starts talking back. So the lady says, I want your number. 
I, I, want, your, I want your number. Can I have your number? Because I want to talk to you. There's something about you. It's her anointment. Her anointing makes her different. The anointing breaks the yoke. The reason the anointing breaks the yoke is because we are different. We are so busy trying to be like the world. That's not who God called us to be. If we're like the world, who's going to be like us? We have to be different. That is not to say that I have to go, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? If you don't, you're going to hell. And then I, I ain't got to do all that. Just follow my GPS. It's going to tell me what to do. Right? Now the lady wants to come to the church. The lady wants to talk to her. The lady wants to do all these kinds of things. But if Teresa had been like me or if she had, hadn't been her, that relationship would have been killed. If, I, if it had been me, I'd have been like, you know what? All that, can we quiet that? She probably would have gone off and then I would have said, Dot, let's go because I'm out of words, can't use any more words. <laughs> but the Lord knows what he's doing. You trust your GPS in your car. Trust your godly positioning system. Amen. Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, and we just say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy and your favor, Lord. May these words take root in our hearts, Lord. May we have the confidence to surrender to you, Lord, to surrender to your will, Lord, to surrender to your way, Lord, and listen to what you're telling us, Lord. We do not know what is going on. So we say thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Thank you. That spoke to me, God. Hallelujah, God. Well, while we are still basking, because I'm basking in that word, and I'm, just, I'm like, mm, I feel like God has given us a mandate. And this particular consecration and this fast is a time for you to examine your relationship with him. Because in order for us to actually respond to this GPS we got to know him like like Pastor Daryl said I know his voice I know his will I know we want to be that much closer to him during this consecration period so that we hear him we know him and we do the greatest thing obey him so while we're in that we want to be obedient even in the worship of giving right now we want to hear from his voice, God. What am I to give? What shall I render? And um, hopefully you got your offering envelopes. Is there anyone that needed an offering envelope? If just raise your hand. 